4: The From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell.
5: You heard it. I'm R.J. live, coast to coast, 6 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock here in Vegas. Action-packed hour on Friday for you. Friday's Pick Palooza. That means all the football games that matter, we're going to give you a pick on, including one of our new favorites, The Best Time to be Bad. We know batters like being bad. We're going to tell you the best time to be bad. Also, bottom of the hour, world premiere, Colin Cowherd's pick number six. You hear it here first. Brad Powers, he's one of the pros. All the college knowledge. He's going to give us bowl underdogs, bowl underdogs, five of them. And if only two of them win, you're going to make money. Because he's playing them on the money line. Fezzik, NFL expert, he's here. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to know more than their buddies. My personal promise, we will deliver the Vegas truth to you. But you can't have pros without Joes. He is... Joe Nisnox.
1: Always good to be here, RJ, on a football Friday here on Straight Out of Vegas. And we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. And we start in the NFL. The Chargers stunned the Chiefs last night, getting a touchdown and a two-point conversion with just four seconds left in regulation to win in Kansas City 29 to 20. 28, RJ, what is the Vegas perspective on what we saw last night between the Chargers and the Chiefs?
5: I think the split that a better, a sports better has to make, and even a avid fan is the difference between the results of a game and how they affect the wins and the losses, how it affects the standings, playoff chances, etc. As a fan, all that stuff's very important. imagine, a scenario where, where you win this game and you're in the playoffs. You lose the game, you're not. Well, if you win, that means a lot. You're in the playoffs. If you lose, it means a lot. You're not. But that's not always connected with how much we learn about the teams. So let's agree to the following. It was a big win for the Chargers in the standings. And there are odds now to win the division based on 538s projections are about a quarter, about 26%, 74% for Casey. If they had lost, it would have been 99 or whatever. That's important. But as bettors, we can't, boy, if we could bet the past, it'd be easy. (laughs) There'd be no bookies, right? We're betting the future. So we've got to ask, what did we learn? Now, I listen to a lot of talk radio, mostly Fox, and I respect All the guys on the station, I do, in one way or the other. But what I heard today was a lot of talk about how different the Chargers are because they won this game, how different the take was because they won versus if the Chargers had lost. And the reality was there was a huge element of randomness in this Chargers win. In fact, Fez, we did a little back-of-the-napkin calculation. If you just take three key plays in late, late, late in that game. The one was Kansas City had a third down and long. And if they make the first, they pretty much win the game. There was a fourth and eight that the Chargers had in the last drive in which if they don't make it, they lose the game. And then there was the two point conversion. Now. There were other situations that the Chargers could have lost. But if you just look at those three points, do a little math on it, we came up with the Chargers had a one in eight chance to win, about 12.5% chance. You agree with those numbers?
6: I do. Almost like flipping a coin three times heads, 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 Chargers win. That's
5: good. So everyone get out a coin, see how long it takes you to
6: flip three heads in a row. All
5: right, it's not going to happen all that often. It's going to happen one in eight if it's a fair coin. So on one hand, if something... Now, you might say, well, wait a minute. That's why the Chargers are so good. They did the 1-8. It's like, well, listen, we've got some history on Phillip Rivers. we got some history on the Chargers organization. They don't
6: oftentimes flip three straight heads, Faz, Would you agree? Yes, and if you go back and watch the Charger-Denver game, you can see a whole bunch of tails being flipped.
5: Imagine if just on the last play that two-point conversion if they miss it the chargers miss it how different is the conversation today ah anthony lynn another losing situation late game i knew he wasn't good late game i probably would have been saying that i knew he wasn't good late game
6: another one point loss for anthony lynn they just can't win those
5: close games see see we don't the reality is, before the game started, the market was saying Kansas City was a smidge better. Three and a half was the line, a smidge better. Now, a lot of people might say, oh, RJ, I've been listening to Straight Out of Vegas, and you've told me road underdogs on Thursday really struggle. So, Chargers winning is especially meaningful. And you're right, it is. Except there's a flip side to that. Thursday teams that play overtime games, and we talked about it on the show yesterday, they struggle a ton on Thursday. And, oh, by the way, Kansas City overtime, very physical game against the Ravens. So I think both teams were in a bad spot. Line was three and a half, and literally them scoring that last touchdown dictated Kansas City cover or not covering, Chargers covering. It was literally Vegas saying, we got the number right, it's a coin flip, go. And I get it. You either get paid or you don't off that coin flip, but it doesn't tell you very much about the team. And what we know is pretty much what we knew before the game, which was that the Chargers are one of the best teams in the NFL and the Chiefs, one of the best teams in the NFL. They're pretty much even teams. And Fez... I don't think anything differently today.
6: Yeah, I got to be honest. I'm tweaking my power ratings, and I'm not sure which team should be ranked higher right now. got to do a little more work. And you weren't really sure even... Yesterday,
5: right? 24 hours ago.
6: Yeah, I had Kansas City a little bit better, and now I'm thinking maybe the Chargers just slightly better.
5: But so if the Chargers don't score that last touchdown and they lose by seven, are you still asking the same question? I am because the Chargers
6: did win the overall statistics. So
5: we're talking about a half point. Yeah, we're tweaking. That's what we're talking about. R.J. Bell straight out of Vegas. Now, last thing on this game, Anthony Lynn went for two. Now, Twitter's going to debate it either way. Fez, you are a master, and I say this sincerely, of the metagame. In fact, I had to train you not to spend all your time on Twitter critiquing coaching decisions late. And I still it, don't listen to you Sunday. Well, Sundays. but you do it about half as much. So if you love that stuff, at
6: Fezzik Sports, F-E-Z-Z-I-K on Twitter, at Fezzik Sports. What did you think of the decision? I loved the decision because there was only four seconds left, RJ. So when they went for two of the Chargers, literally that play was going to decide the game chance for the Chargers to win if they don't go for two, much less than a 50% chance for for them to win the game.
5: And a couple reasons why much less was, one, Chargers and our producer, Lauren, made a good point, bad kicking this year, so you would say a little less than the normal extra point chances. Number two, you're on the road in a tough venue in overtime. Even
6: if you make the kick, you're probably only 44% to win the game and a third factor. Go ahead. The game in overtime is only 10 minutes. It can end in a tie, and guess what? If it ends in a tie, advantage Kansas City because Kansas City is a game up going into this game with the tie break. So
5: the tie would have been especially negative for the Chargers. Yeah. That is a savvy, savvy point, Steve Fezzik. And finally, since it was the very last play pretty much, because if there's a minute left, you probably kick it, right?
6: Yeah, you almost always should kick
5: it with a the minute reason, left. And the reason being, if you make the two— you let the other team know they have to be desperate. And as we saw in the Miami game, desperate teams can score a lot easier than teams that have to worry about normal turnovers, et cetera. That's why going for two very late makes much more sense than even with a minute left. Agreed.
1: Guys, straight out of Vegas is brought to you by Geico, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. We switch now to college football. Where Brad Powers, our college football expert, has got another chance for you to make money in an unconventional way.
5: Yeah, the whole year we've had during the college football regular season with Brad, we've had the money line parlay. How could it lose? Wink, wink. He had a bunch of like, this team can't lose. This team can't lose. Well, what was your record, Brad? Five and five. Five and five. You seem sad.
7: No, not at all. We made money.
5: Five and five. Okay. And because every one of them had a little plus money payout, you made just a smidge. Yes. So we thought, what can we do that can help people with the same kind of bet? Have some fun with it, but have a good chance to make a little bit of money. So we decided on picking five bowl underdogs, play them each on the money line. So two of the five have to win the game. And if two of the five win, you profit. You win. Let's go through them about yeah, 10 seconds a game, game number one.
7: We're going to take Middle Tennessee plus 220 on the money line over Appalachian State. Middle Tennessee is about a seven-point dog here.
5: All right, so Middle Tennessee to win. One sentence,
7: why? Uh, motivational edge, Middle Tennessee. App State's got an interim coach. Middle Tennessee, max motivated on the other side. Final game for a father and son head coach quarterback combo.
5: So writing this, I see Jonas writing it down. You better middle it. Tennessee on the money line. Pick number two.
7: Pick number two. Florida International plus six and plus one ninety on the money line over Toledo. Rationale. Rationale for me. It's just a fade against the Mac. The worst conference in bowl season. How about the Mac? One in ten in bowl games the last two and a half seasons. And now they're a Mac team's favored by a touchdown. Give me FIU.
5: All right. Third pick.
7: Duke. Plus 160 on the money line. The Blue Devils right around a four-point underdog against Temple. For me, it's all about Duke being thrown in the trash their last game. Duke lost 59-7. to seven. Looks like the market downgraded that team five or six points. It was all about turnovers. Duke was minus five turnovers in that game.
5: Pick number four.
7: Wake Forest plus 155 on the money line. About a three-and-a-half-point dog against Memphis. I think Wake, this is the rare 6-6 six and six ACC team, excited to be in the bowl. Memphis, the group of five teams, not lost both of their coordinators and their top player, their running back, Daryl Henderson's out for the game.
5: And finally, number five.
7: Virginia Tech plus 190 on the money line. A six point dog, Virginia Tech is against Cincinnati. Love this trend. Teams that win their final regular season game to get the six and six. So they're excited to be in a bowl. How about this? Since 2008, those teams, 40 and 21 against the spread in bowl games. 66%. That's Virginia Tech here.
5: Okay, now here's the we're going to run down the five real quick rapid fire, but first, here's the overarching logic about money line dogs in bowls. Bowl motivation is hit or miss. Sometimes you can sense it, sometimes you can't, but the variance in bowl games is high. In fact, last year, Brad, how many underdogs Won the game outright.
7: Sixteen of the nineteen underdogs they covered actually won the game. So if they covered, if
5: if you were to win on the spread, sixteen out of nineteen times you won the game. Yep. With the underdog, so the logic is there in the five teams. Now, if two of these win, you will make money. Run off.
7: Yep. Middle Tennessee, Florida International, Duke, Wake Forest, and finally Virginia Tech.
5: When we come back, we're going to the NFL. Each of the Sunday games, the most important factor to consider.
1: That's coming up next year on Straight Out of Vegas. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox, and this is the pregame show you always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio.
4: Straight Out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
5: I'm R.J.
1: Bowler. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, a voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a moment, we will take a look ahead at every game in the NFL on Sunday.
5: And each weekday, we bring the fun of Vegas straight to you right now on the strip. 55 degrees, and the neon is flowing. All right,
1: guys, let's get right to it. And we start in Minnesota, where the Minnesota Vikings are a a 7.5-point favorite hosting the Dolphins.
5: Dolphins, miracle win last week, winning record, but they have been outgained in seven straight games. Seven straight times the opponent has more yards than the Miami Dolphins. Now, I get it. Sometimes you win games without having as many yards. You don't usually win seven straight. It's a sign of a team that's been very fortunate When it comes to the wins and losses, that means Miami overrated.
1: Raiders at the Bengals, Cincinnati, a three-point favorite at home.
5: You know, if you think about Driscoll, and obviously Andy Dalton is uh, a quarterback as uh, Colin. And by the way, in about 10 minutes, we're going to have the world premiere of Colin Cowherd's pick number six right here on Straight Out of Vegas. Colin hasn't been a big fan of Andy Dalton. I'm not a big fan of Andy Dalton. But, boy, this Driscoll, if you look at his stats, your first thought is, huh, maybe he's not so bad. But if you dig a little deeper, so 64 pass attempts, 53 completions. That sounds awesome, doesn't it? But only 406 yards in those two games. And in those two games, three offensive touchdowns. That's it in two games. So you got a dink and dunk. Cincinnati team, which in the NFL, it's hard to win, just dumping the ball off.
1: Buccaneers at the Ravens, Baltimore, a a seven-and-a-half-point
5: favorite. Fez, you actually, and again, to me, the big-name injuries are usually properly accounted for you've got some cluster injuries here that you think are meaningful.
6: Yeah, that Tampa Bay offense has been awesome, but watch out, skill position injuries. Their tight end, Howard, has been out since the end of November, and now their number 2 wide receiver, Deshaun Jackson, is out as well. Colts hosting the Cowboys, Indianapolis favored by three.
5: Brad Power stepping into the NFL. You got a interesting
6: tidbit
7: yeah so Indianapolis has a new head coach Frank Reich coached at Philadelphia last year very familiar with the NFC East teams we've already seen it come to fruition already this season Indy 2-0 against the spread against the NFC East obviously Cowboys playing the NFC East
6: and Indy needs the game so much more Indianapolis is only 33 percent right now to make the playoffs Dallas is 99% to make the to win the division. And not only
5: win the division, but the Cowboys are slotted fourth in pretty much every scenario. Uh, so not that they don't want to win, but, boy, when you have that win in overtime last week that kind of clinches your spot, if you're going to ever take a breath, you might think this is the time, and the Colts have got a lot of sharp money so far this week. Over the Cowboys, up to a three-point favorite now. The Bills are a a
1: two-and-a-half-point
5: favorite hosting the Lions. I tell you, everything in the world got me pointed to the Bills except one thing, and I think this one thing is so big, I might not be playing the Bills. The Lions have given up the least yards to opposing quarterbacks rushing of any team in the NFL. Only 62 yards this season, the running quarterbacks or quarterbacks of the other team rushing, on 34 attempts. 34 times they try to run, they get less than two yards of carry. Josh Allen last three games, over 300 yards rushing combined. If Josh Allen can't run effectively, he is a much, much, much less valuable quarterback. And there's something about that Lions team, Fez. What do you think? We
6: haven't talked about this Well, this is amazing because the Lions can't stop the run when it comes to running backs, but apparently they focus on stopping the quarterback. And Shady McCoy,
5: very questionable in this game.
6: Yeah, probably going to play, won't be 100% if he does, though.
5: Bears hosting the Packers. Chicago, a a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Another injury situation. So sometimes it's the team is so banged up at a certain position group. Other times they're kind of banged up but it's the strength of the other team. Bears, Khalil Mack, what's their strength? Rush, pressure on the quarterback, Well, the Packers' O-line is banged up. So to me, it's not one of those, oh my God, the Packers' O-line is so banged up, but it's pretty banged up, and against the Bears,
6: very dangerous for the Packers and Aaron Rodgers' health. I agree with that, and is going to play, but... I don't think he's close to 100% for the Packers. Titans at the
5: Giants, Tennessee, a one-point favorite. This is one of those questions of the week, and I'm not sure of the answer yet. Tennessee is 5-1 and one at home, 2-5 and five straight up away. So on one hand, you could say, man, those splits make me scared. I can't play Tennessee. On the other hand, it's a small sample size, and – Otherwise, this line being almost three earlier in the week, now it's down to one, Giants. But the Giants are still favored. The idea that Giants are favored over Tennessee says it only makes sense if Tennessee is so much less of a team on the
6: road. But we only have a handful of games that tell us. What's your gut feeling? I think Tennessee's the right side, and the bottom line is, that who are the Giants to have a big home field advantage? They've always had a below-average home field advantage.
5: That is true, and some of that was because Coughlin was such a good road coach. The Giants wore, uh, they certainly wore uh, road warriors, and remember, one of those Super Bowls came as a wild card. The Redskins at the Jaguars, Jacksonville, a a 7.5-point favorite at home. We got Vegas history here. This is the lowest total. So over under combined points, Jacksonville, Washington, 36. The last time a total was, you can bet over under 36. Last time a total was that low, 2012. This is the lowest total since 2012, Jacksonville, Washington. And obviously, some of it is about Josh Johnson the quarterback for Washington, and some of it is that Skins O-line is just so banged up. By the way, when Cody
6: Kessler is the better quarterback, the total should be historically low. I'm going to go out on a limb and say these are the two worst starting quarterbacks that I have seen in a decade play an NFL (laughs) game.
5: Did you watch Kaiser play last year?
6: (laughs) (laughs) The Atlanta
1: Falcons are a 10-point favorite hosting the Arizona Cardinals.
5: You know, Fez, you really turned me on to this one. There's a... If you actually look at Arizona, their wide receiver, Kirk. Now, listen, if you're a fantasy player, if you're looking at every you know, every third receiver, you're going to say, yeah, I've heard of Kirk, but not a big brand name,
6: but so important, his absence. Yeah, he's getting almost 14 yards per pass down the field, and Rosen is struggling, so without that game breaker. He's out for the season. Yeah, so now uh, one stat sums it up. Um, David Johnson, eight passes he caught last week. 12 yards, RJ.
5: On eight passes. One other tip in this one Wilkes, head coach for Arizona, was the defensive coordinator for Carolina last year. They held the Falcons to 17 points and 22 points. So schematically, it looks like Wilkes has a good feel of this Falcons offense. The
1: Seahawks are
5: a three and a half point favorite at the 49ers. You know, this is one of my favorite plays. I like the 49ers. Fez, you gave this as an early pick this week, right? Yeah, we took the 49ers plus five and a half on Tuesday. Every, and what was the line Tuesday? Five and a half. And right now the line is three and a half. So once again, Fez pronosticating, line moves like nobody I've ever seen. And to me, here's the key in this game. Seattle has been used to year in and year out for a while. They've been used to having games not off, but let's say 80% games. Games where they could come in, play hard, but not with a fever pitch and get the win. This season, there's only been one game Seattle has been favored by more than three and a half points. So in every other game, Seattle, prior to this, Seattle was in a competitive game coming in. The one exception, they were favored by nine over the 49ers two weeks ago. And they blew out the 49ers. So you're thinking, oh, easy win. But if you look at the stats, it was a much closer game than it seems. So what does this all mean? Seattle is in the 99th percentile now to beat the number 5 wild card. So they don't have much to play for either, kind of like the Cowboys. So it's the first game except for one other the whole year that they you could see them taking a breath. And because of that... I think motivation is a real issue for Seattle here. Fez, what do you think?
6: Agreed, and also overconfidence, having just beaten the same team 43-16 two weeks ago.
5: They've beaten they've beat, beaten them nine or ten straight. I've seen two different numbers. I'm going to have to dig in, but it's been many, many straight wins for Seattle, and if anything, 49ers probably gives them motivation to get off the snide, so I do like the 49ers. Patriots at the Steelers, New England, a three-point favorite on the road. Listen, I don't say this often. Brad Power's... Has one of the best trends of the year.
7: Yeah, and it's quite simple. You got New England coming off a straight-up loss, and in the next game, the Patriots are either an underdog or a small favorite, laying three points or less. In that next game, the Patriots since 2002, 20 and 0, 20 and 0 against the spread. So you could,
5: you wouldn't have lost.
7: We <laughs> wouldn't have lost any time in the last 16 years.
5: It's still not a lot, guys. But boy, when Belichick is off a loss, he's hyper motivated. When the game is competitive. He's hyper-motivated. You combine the two, a perfect 20-0.
1: Sunday night, Rams hosting the Eagles. LA, a 12-and-a-half point favorite right now on pregame.com.
5: Two things. One, it's not just Carson Wentz not playing. It's the message being sent by Carson Wentz not playing. And that message is, guys, the season's over. Because did Wentz get any more hurt last week? I haven't really heard that. It's he's been hurt for a while now, finally, it's time to sit on the shelf. That's a signal to this team. And also, if you lay the lumber in the NFL, the other team has to have a reason for margin. And to me, golf looking so bad last week, the Rams are going to want to create margin, especially against the Eagles D-backs that are so banged up. So I'm not going to lay it, but I'm not anxious to take it either. In just one minute, the world premiere of Colin Cowherd's pick number six.
1: That's coming up next year on Straight Out of Vegas, but for all the
8: latest from around the world of sports, it's Dan Byer. Week 15 is here, and injury lists are out, including involving the Philadelphia Eagles. Carson Wentz considered doubtful for their game against the Rams because of a back injury. They'll play Sunday night in Los Angeles with Nick Foles, the likely starter for the Eagles. Cowboys guard Zach Martin out against the Colts because of a knee injury. Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott was fined more than $26,000 for violating the NFL's rule on lowering the helmet for contact and hits. He lowered his helmet in week 14 against the Philadelphia Eagles on a play where he was penalized. Steelers running back James Conner practiced today in a limited basis. He's questionable for Sunday's game against the Patriots. Well, Giants wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. will miss his second straight game Sunday against Tennessee because of his quad injury. Ratings were up on Fox Thursday Night Football in the NFL, up from 2018 as the games were up 7% from a year ago. Last night's Chargers Chiefs game in Kansas City, up 68% from last year's matchup. Former Falcons All-Pro offensive lineman Bill Fralick passed away at the age of 56. He had been battling cancer. He was a three-time All-American at bit and a College Football Hall of Famer. Couple of NBA notes. Raptors forward Kawhi Leonard, questionable tonight against Portland with a sore hip. Bucks will play without Malcolm Brogdon and Chris Middleton tonight in Cleveland. They're out because of injuries while the Padres signed second baseman Ian Kinsler. Guys, back to you.
1: Thanks, Dan. Straight out of Vegas comes to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Coming up 15 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, we will have best bets as we take you into a loaded weekend in the NFL. I'm Jonas Knox, the voice of you, the fan. He is the
5: voice of Vegas, R.J. Bell. I can't lie. I enjoy college football. I love NFL. So I'd much rather have two NFL games on Saturday. Well, no, because then there's all the betting. As a fan, I would rather have the two NFL games. What about you, Jonas?
1: Well, it's why they always say that the uh, divisional weekend in the NFL, the divisional playoffs are the best, because you get double games on Saturday and Sunday to determine the NFC and AFC championship. But you know what's even better than that, RJ? When we get a weekly visit from the one and only – colin coward let's
4: go Go. no no
1: it's Collins. bonus pick only for rj bell pick number six i'd probably take the texans minus six at the jets for this reason the jets do not and it's gotten worse over the course of a season they're really struggling to defend the run and houston's running game over the last five to six weeks has gotten dramatically better. I kind of feel the Texans control the line of scrimmage, and I don't have to give up a touchdown. I'd probably lean Texans
6: minus six. What do the wise guys think?
5: Well, I tell you, Fez, I need your help on this one because I was pretty much saying road favorite, overrated Texans team. Hmm. Got to like the dog here, right? The home dog. But then I saw Jets leading rusher out jets leading receiver out and you got a coach a lame duck coach if there's ever been one i mean i know some new york radio guys they tell me give him 20 to 1 the Bulls is going to be back and he they wouldn't take it so if you had to bet this game no vig what do you do I'd
6: bet the Jets. (laughs) No matter what, you can't go for that road favor. You know, Darnold's been so much better at home. He's throwing for 6.7 yards per pass attempt. He's way worse on the road. And I still can't get past that nine-game win streak for Houston when they really should Boy, that sounds square. They should not have won those nine games, RJ. They should have won you know, Six of them. when Fez is at
5: square – when Fez – oh, okay, you're saying you can't get over it like they're overvalued because yes. of it. Yeah. Okay, that's, I thought you were saying, like, I can't get over that somehow they must know how to win. You know, that being – No,
6: their opponents know how to lose, like Denver <laughs> and Indy and Dallas in overtime.
5: Yeah, Here's the thing that keeps me on the Jets, and this is a tight game because I don't just want – you know, Warren Buffett used to talk about – this is way back when – he said he really changed his investment approach in the 80s. And for a long time, and he was, you know, again, he's almost 90 years old. He had the old last puff on the cigar was the analogy, which was if you're walking along and you see a little cigar butt in the weeds or something, I guess. I mean, this, this might've been the depression kind of thing. Can you pick it up and light it and get one puff off it? And that was the kind of companies he wanted to find. Just that last, because you're getting it for free, right? If you get one puff for free, that's the definition of value, I guess, right? Then he figured, you know, I can find a cigar maybe I can pay a dime for and have 10 puffs. Not just try to find like the cheapest, cheap, cheap, zero cost cigar for one puff. The Jets feel like a From cigar them. maybe with one puff, <laughs> right? I'd, maybe there's value here. But I'd rather find a team I'm – like, if I said what's the one thing that has you most optimistic about the Jets this week, what would it be?
6: The fact that they're playing a primetime game on Saturday. Oh, so you're
5: saying that a team that doesn't have a lot to be motivated for, that helps them be motivated.
6: Yeah, with the lame duck coach, right.
5: All right, that's interesting. Last thing on this game, and we're going to go over the other Saturday game because we know standalone games, you guys care about those. Last three seasons against the spread in December – in January, but regular season. So any stray last games in January count, right? From December on, regular season, three years, the worst team against the spread in the NFL, the Texans, 2-9-1. and one. Why does it matter? Because late in the year, it's about the condition of the team, the training staff. Some teams are great late, like the Patriots. Some teams are bad late. I don't think it's a coincidence that's another negative for the Texans. So, there's maybe one puff left on the Jets' cigar. Guys, the
1: first Saturday night game in the NFL sees the Broncos right now, a two-and-a-half-point favorite, hosting the Browns, and we thought it was the perfect time for this.
8: And action. Action.
4: Time to get some Saturday night action in.
5: We got the Browns. We got the Broncos right now. Broncos at two and a half. Longtime listeners, and we've got a lot of dedicated ones. Thank you so much. They know how valuable three is. Three is the most common margin of victory in the NFL. Most common, especially when the line's around three. Early in the week, Faz, you could have bet the Broncos or the Browns plus three I bet him. I love it at plus three. I lean at two and a half. I've got a couple
6: reasons. Give me your top reason you like the Browns. I think the wide receiver injuries to Denver, number one wide receiver Sanders is out. Remember, they traded their number two wide receiver, Thomas, and now the number three wide receiver, Sutton, that's all they got left. He's only probable with the thigh injury.
5: And hobbled.
6: So that's interesting. A guy like Sanders doesn't necessarily move the
5: needle on a good receiving team. But he was carrying a big chunk of the load, recently hurt. Chris Harris out, and the 49ers just tore up that secondary without Chris Harris last week. So to me, if the 49ers and Mullins are tearing it up, Baker Mayfield, who, by the way, since Hugh Jackson was fired, so since week 10, Baker Mayfield has the third best passer rating in the NFL. Don't tell Colin Cowherd if you see him on the street. He won't want to hear that. Third best. So you've got one team trending up, motivated to kind of make a statement post-Hugh Jackson. That's the Browns. And, oh, by the way, Denver, their playoff chances right now are less than 5%. That loss last week was a dream crusher. Motivational edge with the Browns. Injury edge with the Browns. Love them at three. Like them. Like them at two and a half. When we come back, we're going to tell you the games we like the very best, the games we're going, to, we are going to bet the most on this weekend.
1: He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you always wanted, and it's money making time next here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight
4: out of Vegas. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
5: I'm R.J. Bell.
1: We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, the voice of you, the fan. R.J., we talk a lot about who's the favorite. Who can you bet on? Who out there is significant enough that there's an actual bet being made on that person or that team or that group of individuals? And you, sir, the voice of Vegas, are actually on a betting board right now involving the Super Contest going down currently.
5: Yeah, this is pretty fun. So the Super Contest, we've been talking about it, $5,000 entry. Me and Fez is in it with one other player, Matty Holt. And we are one game out of first place, only one player ahead of us. Three weeks left, five picks a week. We've hit 65% this year. Five picks a week, Fez, 65%. Almost impossible. We've done it. How are we not in first place already, RJ? Uh, some of your picks, perhaps. No, 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 no. <laughs> You've been doing fine. Your best bets have been killing it. You're 59%. Here's the thing. You're 59% on the year, Fez.
6: That's like write home and tell mom, but somehow we're 65%. Well, we've got a marvelous job you're doing. Every Friday night, you take the picks from Maddie, from yeah, me, yeah, you yeah, massage yeah. it, you reach into the urn, and you pull out the white marbles.
5: We've been doing well. We've got three weeks to go. But what happened because of Straight Out of Vegas, because of our notoriety, an online betting site actually put up odds on who's going to win. And even though we're a game behind, we are favored right now to win the super contest. By the way, $640,000 winner. Takes all, six forty winner, and we've said it. We're going to say it again. Every straight out of Vegas listener, plus our podcast listeners, plus those who follow me on Twitter at RJ in Vegas, will get a private invite to a party. We'll give you a link to go to. We're going to spend twenty five thousand dollars on a Super Bowl party if we win this contest. $25,000, Ooh, that's going to be fun.
1: That leads us to a best bet from Steve Fezzik on the Titans and the Giants.
6: I'm on, I'm on the Titans at them Against the Giants. It's all about the Titans who have subpar stats on offense being undervalued based on early year bad quarterback play. They had to play three games with Blaine Gabbard, and Mariota had to come in and play injured. Back in September and October, the Titans averaged 15 points on offense. Since then, when Mariota's gotten healthy, they're averaging 24 points, a nine-point increase in production. I like the Titans here. I'm
5: always fascinated, even in a short NFL season, Fez, when a team's season-long stats are deceiving, either better than they should be or worse than they should be. And if you have a tangible reason for that, you can gain a lot of value because the reality is – a lot of play uh, bettors are using just those raw numbers. They're not considering those factors. So that may be one of our super contest picks. By the way, also on my Twitter, at RJ and Vegas, I will tweet out all five of our picks before the game start.
1: Straight out of Vegas is brought to you by Blink. When do you want to spot that burglar? When he's casing your home or after he's in? Ask John, whose Blink camera alerted him of burglars trying to break in while he and his family were home. Or Shannon, whose Blink camera caught a thief stealing packages. Both times, Blink video clips were sent to police to help convict the crooks. Blink motion-activated indoor and outdoor cameras are wire-free, set up in minutes, and run on two AA batteries that last up to two years. And if you're traveling over the holidays... Blink's live feed option lets you monitor your home and check in on pets from anywhere using the Blink smartphone app. No contracts, no subscriptions. Totally affordable and Blink works with Alexa. Blink camera systems make great holiday gifts and they're a brilliant way to monitor holiday package deliveries. Save up to a whopping 40% off all outdoor XT and add-on cameras through December 22nd while supplies last. Visit blinkprotect.com/holiday, BlinkProtect.com slash holiday. BlinkProtect. .com/holiday blink is an amazon company we don't always recommend here on straight out of vegas that you go out and be naughty because tis the season to be naughty or nice but in this case there's always a time
4: and a place so you want to be bad really bad vegas is here to tell you the best time to be bad
5: all right, guys, what does it mean? It means you, we know you love betting TV games. We know you love betting parlays, teasers, all those bad things. Just like some of us like eating cheesecake, drinking full sugar Mountain Dew. But sometimes, if someone said, RJ, I got a Mountain Dew that tastes as good as full sugar with no calories, I'd be signing me up. This is the best time to be bad this weekend. It's a parlay. Maybe it's not going to be as much fun as you want. Arizona... Plus nine and a half, maybe even 10 soon enough, and under 44. It's a correlated parlay. What does it mean? It means if one team wins, the other side wins, the other leg of the parlay. Imagine the game that Carolina or that the Cardinals cover. Is it going to be a shootout? No. It's going to be kind of a 14 to six kind of thing, right? So, yeah, I'm not sure the Cardinals are going to cover. But I'm pretty sure if the Cardinals cover, the odds of the game going under 44 total points is much better than 50%. So parlay is generally bad, but this is probably the best time to be bad this weekend. Two-team parlay, Arizona plus the points, under 44 in the same game. Great to be back. I mean, I tell you, the NFL end of the year Action, action, action.
1: If you missed any of today's Pickpalooza every single game in the NFL this weekend, go to foxsportsradio.com and click on the podcast page. Back on Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio.
4: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
1: Any college baseball fans out there, if you're traveling to see your team and need a place to stay, two words for you, graduate hotels.
0: We stayed at the Nashville location for the SEC tournament. It was awesome. Beautiful rooms, cool vibe, and perfect location.